All right, welcome back to the Fighting Words podcast. I am one of the hosts here, uh, Ian Meshack, and I'm joined also with my co-host, the awesome, the undeniable, the best in the Midwest, Tyrell Payton. What's up, Tyrell? Episode number two coming at you. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? Let's get it. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe this weekend, UFC 295. What a card. What a card from top to bottom. I, I feel like that was a treat, uh, mostly because the card was short, but there's so many awesome things that happen. I feel like there's so many things to talk about. So today we'll be talking about our review and recap of UFC 295. We'll also uh, talk through some news that came out this week. Um, and then, you know, for the remaining uh, last few minutes of the pod, we'll talk about, you know, the next fight night coming up, uh, Brendan Allen versus Paul Craig. Um, but yeah, man, wow, what a card that this weekend was. I know you and I were very excited. We've been had this on our radar for quite some time. I, uh, you know, I always like it when cards don't go till, you know, one, one o'clock in the morning, at least Eastern time. Cause man, it, it just gets, it, it can get it's, tough it's to even brutal. stay awake. <laughs> it's brutal. It's brutal. I take like a power nap on those nights. I know it's going to be a long yeah. one. Especially if you can kind of plan out, hey, what fight's going to kind of be a snoozer. Maybe I can, you yeah. know, get a little cat nap in. But yeah, no. I, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, 295 was not that. 295 had no time no. for that, right? Man. Well, you, yeah, even the prelims had some bangers. I mean, I was like, I, I was going to, like, I jumped in there. Uh, like, I didn't catch the start of the prelims or even the early prelims with Jared Gordon, but I did catch his, uh, his highlight reel after that. And man, what a. Knockout on Mark Madsen, RIP. Probably shouldn't have been fighting that. <laughs> he probably shouldn't start started fighting when he was late into his career because he's in his 40s, man. Like, he's not a young man. And Jared Gordon was like, cool, I'm going to add you to my repertoire. But anyways, uh, I don't know where you want to start, CTE. man. And give you some CTE. But, uh, you know, I think uh, with the prelims, before we move on from that, I definitely mm-hmm. want to mention Luke Loopy. I, I really like Loopy, man. Um, Dude, I know, me habit- too. Her and Baby Shark had a really good fight, Tabitha Ricci, and a uh, close fight. But I I really see Loopy being a contender, man. I think in strawweight, she could be a legit contender. I like her fights. Yeah. Um, I, look, I look forward to her next matchup to see what they give her. Um, but yeah, Me too. prelims was, was cool, man. Put some, com, um, some competitive fights, some good stuff on there, man. Um, but I definitely didn't get a chance to watch all of the fights. I, I saw like the last two on the card. The main, yeah. the main card started. Well, the if you 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 should go back and watch the Nazim Sadaikov and the Vyacheslav Barchev. It ended in a draw, but that fight I caught. I started catching some of the prelim fights at that point, and I was like, "What is going on here? This is like two unranked lightweights just absolutely going after it." And I completely agree with the majority draw decision um i think that you know it was too close to count but it was such a back and forth so if you ever have time in your week go back and rewatch that because that fight was nuts and yeah yeah, relatively two no-name guys i was like what is going on here is this the card we're about to get and it definitely turned out to be the card that we got um i mean just jumping into the main card i mean the first fight diego lopez and pat sabatini i I don't want to brag tyrell I don't know you and I were texting about it, but I got to hey, bring it to don't the listeners. Do it. Don't, don't do it, man. Don't I, do I got to bring it to I was four or five. I was four or five. I, I should put some money down on my picks because 
I don't want to say I don't want to I don't want to say too much, but man, like besides the main event, I got everything else right on this main card, and especially with this first fight, I kind of expected it to go to rounds maybe two, but no. Diego Lopez says I'm going to send Pat Sabatini into the shadow realm, man. Oh, this kid's special. This kid is yeah. special. Gosh, yeah. and and whoever booked him on the main like the main card was the smart whoever set this up was one of the smartest people it was the perfect matchup for him pat sabatini or a wrestler really you know no that's what he's known for and diego's you know a jujitsu guy but then he goes out and he just tosses this guy and absolutely just just oh my gosh dude i mean i you were speaking to the hype of him before but i feel like this kid's on another level yeah man um very exciting fight, quick fight, right? But mm-hmm. uh, just really excited to see him on the main card and get some shine. And I, I definitely want to see who they book him with next. Uh, featherweight is a very dangerous division. Um, how tall is the uh, is uh, Diego? Do we know how tall he is? Is he like five eleven? I feel like he may see. be tall. Is he? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He's he's yeah, not definitely sure. not the smallest guy in the division. Um, yeah. <clears throat> let's see here. He is five eleven. He's almost six yeah, foot. Yeah, so five eleven. By the way, yeah, so that's pretty tall for the division too. Very, yeah, Damn. very tall. So I look forward to who they want to match him up with next. But I mean, having the jujitsu background, but then the show is the striking. I mean, I know. very impressive. And yeah, to get it done in quick order, I hope he got a bonus. I didn't check that to see if he got like you know a bonus, a fifty k bonus for that fight. I hope he did. Um, but, I mean, it's yeah, man, so hard to hand out bonuses. Yeah, it's so hard to hand out yeah. those bonuses to that card because it's just like, holy cow, there were so many good fights on the card. Like, so just give many them good all fights. money. Just yeah, give know, them all right? 50, 50K, man. Yeah. So, like, taking a look at the rankings, and um, I think, like, technically, um, Diego is somewhere in, like, the 30 rankings. And I'm, like, looking at the guy above. And this is pre-win to Pat Sabatini. Like, I'm looking at the guys above him. I mean... <clears throat> I heard it proposed like maybe Alexander Hernandez should be his next fight, which good. That would be great if he fought him because I just can't stand Alexander Hernandez. <laughs> the disrespect to to um, just just the disrespect to Cowboy was just unreal. But I, I've been looking at the, a couple other guys ahead of him. I'd love him to fight Nick Landweir. You know that, that I said, where does he where did he come from? Did he come from Bellator? I think he did. Um, the, I the train. I want to say yes. Yeah. Yeah, let me see. What did he come from? M1. Yeah, I don't know. M1, uh, one of the other fighting cards. But yeah, I know he had a lot of hype behind him. Um, <clears throat> and then he goes out and he, you know, loses his first um, fight night. And yeah, I, I don't know. This guy's interesting. I I think he would be a perfect matchup for him just because I think, you know, they're really trying to build the hype train around uh, Nate Landwehr right now. I think he's he's been a guy who's been around the division, and Diego is just, he's just hot right now. I don't think you give him a top 15 guy just yet. I know he called out Bryce Mitchell, um, who's top almost top 10. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd love right to now. see it. Yeah, I'd love to see it in terms of just stylistically, like what it could do, but... Give him a few more. I think I don't. I don't think you need to push the the acceleration on the fight train. Maybe give him like a guy like an Alexander Hernandez or maybe even you know a Nate Landwehr. I could even see Alex Caceres as he lost to Giga, and he'd be yep. looking to get back on it. Um, that would be a great fight as well. But you know, yep. don't push him too fast because then you know you got other guys like Billy Q and Cub Swanson and those those types. And and then I think you give him a top five 
guy, but the, this yeah. division is not one you can just run through. <laughs> yeah, it's and before, yeah, yeah. And, and before we move on from featherweight, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to mention something. You know, we will talk about news later, but um, some speculated news um, in regards to featherweights. Aljamain Sterling said that um, he was offered Calvin Cater. Um, oh my gosh. I know. Um, yikes. I, I don't know if that's a good fight for him. But uh, he also said there was a few other fighters they were offered mm-hmm. for him, but they were all lower ranked than Calvin Cater. So, um, which I think is kind of appropriate. I know he's a former champion, but um, it's a different division, man. They're bigger guys up there. And yeah. I think Calvin Cater's a, a good first fight. I mean, it'd be very challenging, but if he gets over it, I mean, but yeah, I, mean, I wanted to share that while we're talking about featherweight. But oof. throw my money at that fight, and you know the other one, the other two that would be just—I know they're lower than Calvin, but either Brian Ortega or Bryce Mitchell. I mean, I would give away money for free on oh, either one of those fights. Oh my I mean, God. good Brian Sterling. Oof, man. When you talk about a grappling battle. I mean, we're talking the two best guys in uh, both divisions. I would say on the ground like there's there's no one better than those two divisions so i don't know that would be fun it would be a treat for all the bjj guys that you know um have that as a hobby but man that would be that would be so hot but uh, who knows we'll see if that actually works but yeah man no great opening fight to the card definitely didn't think um you know it would be closed out that quickly that was what a minute in but then again The next fight, steamrolling Matt Favola and BSD. <laughs> oh my goodness. I did not expect him to snap that head kick and just send him to the shadow realm, but this Matt Favola did not. Oh, dude. I As soon as I watched him exit the clinch there, he had his hands down and was exiting away. And then he's like, you know, Benoit's just like, I'm going to throw a head kick, see what it does to him. And it just got him at the off button. Like, perfect oh placement. Gosh. That dude, that dude is huge, too. For lightweight, he is. he is huge. And everybody in that division should be put on notice now. I don't care who you are, but, like, like man, y'all better be scared of him because that is not a guy I'd want to fight. If I was Dustin Poirier or Justin Gaethje, pack my bags, I'm going to 170, or I'm retiring because the new guys in this division, it ain't looking safe for you. And unlike welterweight where they all <laughs> sit on their rankings – Lightweight, they won't. They're going to fight because they have to fight. Like, this division is way too exciting for them to sit on their uh, ranking and not do anything. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it looked just like Dominic Cruz getting hit with that kick by Cheeto Vera, man. Um, It's kind of circling out like that. It was disgusting. (laughs) Disgusting. Um, Mafravola, I was very confident in that. I thought he would get it done, man. And I think I was just sleeping on BSD. And um, yeah, he's the real deal, man. He looks filthy. I didn't know about his military background. Um, Me neither. It. it talked about it on the uh, fight night, like on the card, I mean, and yikes. Um, yeah, he's a dangerous guy. But um, in regards to who I want to see him against next, man, I mean, if they can line him up. Oh, so he's 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 11th now um, in the division. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to see him in Jalen Turner. Um, that's a I would too, odd but I, I think that Jalen is, is – I think they're they're potentially kicking him back up to welterweight because he's had a lot of missed weights. Um, oh, you're right. If, he did miss so, the last weight, didn't he? Like bad too. It wasn't just a little. It was bad. So I think he's. I don't think he's going 
going. Do you give him RDA? Do you think RDA would be a good matchup? Uh, I mean, RDA wants the money fights. He didn't. He ain't fighting Benoit. I mean, he doesn't want to have that issue. I think you have. I think. Here's my prediction. Benoit sits the next few months out. We don't really see too much from him. And then they put on the banger of the fight, a headlining card with Rafael Fazeev and him once Oof. he gets his. Uh, I mean, talk. I mean, we're talking, you know, let's throw some money. I mean, five rounders. I mean, with the, the heat that both of those boys throw, I mean, that ain't making all five rounds. If it does, the MMA gods will have blessed us. One, if that fight actually <laughs> happens. And two, yeah. if it goes five rounds, we'll see some of the best martial arts that we've ever seen. Like, oh, I, I mean, I, Gamrot's probably not going to fight lower than his, his station, which I get. I mean, he, uh, whether you like him or not, he, you know, beat Jalen Turner and he beat Rafael Paziv. Um, again, injuries suck. I mean, Fazee was winning that fight. Um, I could see the UFC kind of pushing him to do that, to to have that fight against Benoit, um, which yeah. would still be a good fight, but I, I'm just not inspired to watch Gamrot try to just hold people down the entire time. I, yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of I that at all. But I will say this. Just he boring. is game. He is game. He would fight. He would take that fight with a lower guy because he just he wants to get to that title so bad. Yeah. Um, but I think... Uh, Rockfield Fizzy versus BSD is the matchup I want to see. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think man. that shoots him. Uh, if he wins, it shoots him into the title contention. Like, the in my opinion, Gaethje, Poirier, and really Benil are all kind of sitting on their, uh, their rankings right now. You know, I, Benil, yes, has a fight against Armin, but um, that's why I mean, I think it's going to be a very temporary sit for Benil. I think you'll see him drop out. And so that could be, you know, the loser of that could fight Benil. Uh, no, no, Benil. Uh, could fight uh, Benoit. And that would be like, I would take either one of those as the next fight for him if you wanted to have him fight sooner. But Bobby Green, th- that doesn't move the needle. I, I think that's going to be a sad outing for Bobby. And, you know, if you look even don't at sleep, the others, don't sleep, like. Don't sleep, on, don't sleep on Bobby Green, man. Don't sleep on Bobby, bro. I, 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 I'm not going to disrespect him too much because he did submit Tony Ferguson and knock out Grant Dawson in just absolutely violent fashion, which I have to say was one of the most fulfilling things ever because Grant Dawson does no right to be 20 and 20, not, yeah, 20 and one mocking that fight. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I uh, think, uh, yeah. I mean, you got to respect Bobby, man. He, he took, he took a, Islam Makachev, like on short notice, like oh, <laughs> into that, that torture chamber, man. I mean, he's tough, man. I he mean, can strike too. I, I love his boxing. I do. Yeah, he's a problem. I mean, he knocked out DP. I mean, yeah, we can't we can't forget about that. We, he knocked out Dustin Poirier, and oh no, Ooh, no wait, no, nope, 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 nope. Yeah, I, I take saying, that whoa. back. Is the the shoe was flipped? I had him confused with Michael Johnson because both oh, yeah, of those Michael guys Johnson. have been around <laughs> lightweight for a long yeah. time. <laughs> but yeah, long, long um, time. But yeah, man. No, um, that's it's good. That's a, a great fight. Yeah, yeah. BSC, he, be... he he definitely put himself on the map big time. I was doubting him. And uh, what well, is tough anymore. to do in that division? <laughs> it's it's tough to do in that division to make yourself like stand out and like be like significant. And the fact that he did that against Matt Frivola, who we all, I mean, I was with you. I thought the steamroller was going to be kind of the next up and comer since he's, you know, he's he's kind of been put together a few string of run, a few knockouts, you know, like you think that like, okay, this guy's got some momentum behind him. And, you know, you made me doubt last week when you said Ray Longo and, and uh, Matt Sarah. I know, man. I like, know, man. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. They're legit. It's but, a great camp. It's a great camp yeah. over there, man. Yeah. But yeah, man, great fight. 
I, I wish I would have went three rounds, but I, you know, I can't say that I'm mad that I saw Benoit, you know, start to get up there in the rankings, hopefully. But man, I gotta, I feel like we gotta move into the next fight, which is Jessica Andrade versus Mackenzie Dern. I feel like <sighs> we just need to pause here. And did I not say that I think she was gonna get knocked out in the second round? Did I not say you that? Know what? <laughs> my, my memory, you know, I don't know if I remember you saying that. You probably did. Um, yeah, yeah. Man, I, I might have thought it. You know, that was that was rough to watch. Let me tell you. Uh, after the the hot start, that I thought Mackenzie was going to submit her at the at the beginning when she got her in that uh, head and arm. But then after that, the fight went downhill for Mackenzie. I mean, she looked like she was on ice skates out there the entire time, and it wasn't because of those leg kicks. Her fighting style either just bonkers. You know, to me. I mean, kudos to her for getting in the cage. Don't get me wrong. Right. What were you going to say? Uh, so off of what you were saying, like she was looking ice skates. So I think that one thing I've noticed about Mackenzie Dern, and it's disappointing, is that she never has her balance. She never has mm -hmm. balance. She's she's in there, and like I, I, when she starts throwing strikes and flurries, she's just off balance. And to be a MMA fighter, or just, I guess a mixed martial artist in general, right? Like um, for this amount of time, and still not have your balance when you throw typical like standard strikes. It's pretty embarrassing. I feel like I'm about to give her a eulogy uh, today for for just how disappointed I was in her performance. But um, and then just how Joe Rogan mentioned it too, just how she was reacting to the strikes, man. Like I, I know Andrade is strong. Don't get me wrong. I know she's very strong. But uh, Mackenzie Dern was just overreacting to strikes. Um, she she hit her a couple of clean clean jabs though. She she hit her a couple of times. I did, but yeah. I think if she had her balance, she would have had a better chance. Um, but I was just blown away with her inability to like try to clinch or take her down uh it, like her like i think you mentioned this last week she's not really good at wrestling and man mm -hmm. um i kind of got a glimpse of it um against andrage and um yeah man it was just it was a dis disappointing outing for her man but her striking looked really bad and um she got what dropped four times did she get dropped four yeah. times in this fight? yeah that's the most wow. I think in in UFC history a woman getting dropped four times and and not being wow. knocked out. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean her grappling, as we saw. I mean Jessica Andrade, I think it's a black belt, so it's kind of difficult to be like, hey, I'm going to take this, you know, pretty experienced grappler to the ground. But at the same time, like Mackenzie Dern, that's like her career. That's her shtick. That's her thing. Like that's gotten her where she's been. But man, I just don't really understand how, like, like, like I don't understand, because her striking was better, and she put the work on Angela Hill, like, the last time that they fought, last time yeah. that she fought, and then I know that her whole camp had that shut down, um, yep. and, you know, Jason Perillo is no longer uh, coaching her, and he's awesome. one of the best striking coaches in the UFC, like, yep. I mean, he coached Bisping, I mean, numerous, numerous people, I think he even coached Amanda Nunes. Don't quote me on that, listeners, but I'm pretty sure he did. And regardless, he's he's a fantastic coach. Um, and so to have that drop off, clear clear as day, you can see that, hey, she needed help and was not getting that from the people that surround her. Um, but two, like, yeah, like she needs to learn how to like actually wrestle um, because her ceiling is, is right where she's at right now. She will beat all of the uh, middling strawweight contenders, but I, I just don't know how... I don't know how her path to the title gets any easier um, because there's other people way, way, way more talented her than in, in the other departments of striking and wrestling that really like can outclass her. And it, 
it was it was hard to watch i think for me because i was like this fight almost doesn't feel like it should happen you have one really experienced former champion then you have another yeah that just doesn't look comfortable out there like and kudos to her for being tough but man i feel like at any point one of those knockdowns would have been the end of the fight like i really don't see how like it continued um in terms of like if somebody would have if he if she would have followed her to the ground i think it would have been done but she let her stand up so it is what it is and andrage i mean she still got that dog in her i mean i hate that saying but what a great great bounce back fight for her i mean that She's been through the ringer. I mean, Aaron Blanchfield, Jean Saunan, and then Tatiana Suarez. I mean, those three losses in themselves, like, who wants to fight those monsters in the division right now? But she has. And so I think, you know, looking forward, hey, what, what's the next fight for Jessica Andrade? I mean, I don't really think you rematch her with Jean Saunan. I, I don't think that you, you know, put her back in Tatiana Suarez's I don't think that rematch makes sense. I think maybe Carla Esparza and her could go at it if Carla ever decides to fight again. Um, I could also see Amanda Lemos be a a great, great fight. Um, She beat her. She remember she she like um, she choked her out last time. Yeah, Um, Andrade choked her last time. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, I think it'd be a good rematch, though. Good rematch, yeah. yeah. Rematch. It's kind of it's it's hard to match make for Jessica because I just feel like. She's beaten a lot of the people. She's not a gatekeeper by any means. I don't think she is, but I don't know how she gets back up to title contention again. Um, hopefully she does. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan. Maybe here's the thought that I just thought of. Give her, give the trilogy. Give the trilogy for Rose and, and Rose. Rose and her. Yep. Yeah, there it is. Rose has got nothing to lose. She, she's not champ anymore. She's clearly not in the picture. She's kind of wandering around aimlessly right now in Women's Violet. Like, I, I don't see how she wouldn't be able to make that cut back down right and, you know, she's what fifth ranked in in the uh in the what band no flyweight division so yeah i don't know i don't know i, I think that might be the fight for her yeah but we'll see i think, I think they, should re, they should rebook that one or like you said give her carla a spot uh, carla as far as a um yeah. those are great those are great matchups for her but you're right it's like she's been a title um a champion i mean she's been a title contender it's kind of one of those tricky things. Um, I really like the strawweight division, though. Um, oh, yeah. No, it's, people, um, it's the most fun division for women's by a significant margin at this point. Yeah. I, so while we're still in that division, who, who mm-hmm. do you, who would you like to see Loopy fight next? I think Loopy versus Marina um, Rodriguez or Mackenzie Dern is something I would like to see. Uh, yeah, I, I could see Loopy taking on uh, Mackenzie Dern. In fact, I probably take She'll that beat over She'll beat her. Uh, She'll by beat her. by a lot i could see her also fighting the karate hottie you know michelle watterson if michelle wants to fight i could see that i could also see them giving her you know uh, uh kind of a higher up top five top six fight with uh marina rodriguez i think that's a good fight um i know that she marina rodriguez just beat michelle watterson but she's coming off kind of a, a kind of a she's skid there with she been struggling yeah she was struggling yeah, and I think if you want to build a name with Loopy, and it, she's she's a star right now. She's a star. Build it, like do it, like put in put in Marina and see how she does. You know, I, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm comfortable because I look at the other people that are ahead of her and the rankings right now, and I just don't really see any of them. Uh, she beat Tabitha Ricci, so like let's look above there. Okay, Mackenzie Dern, Jan Shaunan, like, but Jan is waiting for a title shot, in my opinion, and yeah. I think they're waiting to. Oh, have she that. she should be. She should be. Yeah. She's really good. 
Um, in closing, in, in closing for this man, um, mm-hmm. for this fight, Mackenzie Dernman, um, I know the UFC, <laughs> she's like a, she's become like, she's like almost like a media darling for them. They were, you know, they mm-hmm. were really hoping that she could be a top contender and stuff like that. I think it's just, I think that time has passed. I don't know if her striking is that weak that she'll be able to ever compete with the top level people. And I like her. Maybe she needs to do a division yeah. switch. I don't know. But, um, but I think that, uh, they're giving her a very long leash. I know we talked about um, Talia Santos being released. Um, mm-hmm. and I think we yeah. talked about that last week. Or maybe it happened. Golly. Week, no, we didn't talk strange about one. that. Yeah, very strange one. So when I see someone like that, of that caliber, who I really think beat Shevchenko in that championship fight uh, when she fought her, um, get released like that, and then I see someone like Mackenzie Dern go out there and put on a performance like that. I know she beat Angela um, Hill recently, but... It's a horrible performance in a fight where I think it was a make or break for her, where it could have mm-hmm. like elevated her to that next level where they wanted to put her in. Um, and I think now she has to go back to the drawing board, you know, get a good striking yeah. coach back if this, you know, get um, the striking coach back or get a new one. But uh, she needs to do some self reflection. And I know she's been dealing with like the divorce she talked about um, mm-hmm. during this camp and stuff and all that. And I'm sure that's really stressful. But uh, that was a bad performance, man. Um, and she was, you know, in the featured bout, right? That was the featured bout of the card. And just to see that kind of performance, I mean, it was pretty bad, man. I'm, I was yeah, it was, it was tough. I don't know. I, I feel bad for her, but also I'm just like, you know, like, I, I, yeah, maybe they cut her after this. I don't know. They keep people around like Joanne Calderwood, though. I mean, they're going to keep people <laughs> around like uh You think, why are you taking shots at Joanne, man? You don't like her either? Listen, man, I'm not not trying to disrespect her. I, I like Joanne. I think she's great. I don't think she'll ever be a title contender. But I'm saying just like girls who have gone on a skid and still been around yeah. in the UFC, like no, she's one sure. of those to easily call out. I mean, I would, I would make the argument that Rose is even on a skid. Like, but yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I'll never understand why they cut Talia Santos. Maybe there's some behind the closed doors reasons as to why but i still feel like talia was one of those that could have competed for a title if she would have you know gotten something together i think even that aaron blanchfield fight was something that you know uh was trying to get her back on the map and so kudos to her for taking it even though it was a not a great loss (laughs) but we'll see with mckenzie darren i i think that she pulls numbers it's probably the Reddit guys that like to follow her. So um, no shots at the Reddit guys too hard. But at the same time, we know why you're following her. So. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the co-main event. Oh, my gosh, dude. I So we were at my in-laws this weekend. Um, and I was watching these fights on my phone and trying to be quiet. As my son is in the same room as us. And he had just gone down a couple hours ago. And... I took everything within me not to run around that house and just <laughs> scream for my boy Tommy Aspinall becoming the interim champion for the heavyweight division. Oh my gosh, straight punches beat looping punches by uh, dude, he is so fast. He is a problem yeah. in the division. He is a problem. Uh, if I was John Jones and I saw that, I would not want to fight him. Oh my gosh. I don't know. What did you think about it? Uh, I was thoroughly impressed, man. Um, you know, I had picked Tom listeners. I had picked Tom Aspinall last week, as you know, <laughs> um, 
And, um, you know, as the fight's about to start, I'm looking at Sergey Pavlovich standing across from him, and I'm like, I think I'm going with the Russian. So I switched over to Sergey Pavlovich right before the fight, and, you know, he, he was able to crack Tom one time. I'm like, okay, I felt comfortable, and then Tom just put it on him, man, and yikes. Um, Tom Aspidal is a very, very scary heavyweight. I know Michael Bisping has been, you know, shouting from the rooftops of his talent mm-hmm. and how great he is, and um, he looks right. After Saturday's performance, man, and I agree with you. I mean, if I'm John Jones, I may be glad that I'm not able to fight right now because maybe Tom has to take another fight and he potentially loses to someone else, um, which I'll mention here in a second who I think he should fight. But um, yeah, I know who you're thinking. <laughs> great, right? Yeah, great performance, man. Um, I, I I was thoroughly impressed. Um, if I want to comment on something, what was going on? when he put his hand on his shoulder before the fight and they gave each other a hug, I was like, all right, I don't know what's going on. Right now. I that? don't know, man. I mean, mutual respect, I guess that was weird. That was, it was that very was weird. strange to see that, man. I was like, what are we doing <laughs> here? But I don't uh, know, man. Impressive. He's super light on his feet. Um, man, when he hit him with that, I just, I didn't even really even see it. Like, I was like, Whoa, what, what happened? I, after the first hit hit him and he got wobbly. I was like, what? I mean, great. Uh, a great job by Tom. And just a great story when you learn like about his dad quitting his job to become like his trainer in jujitsu and all that stuff back in the day, man. I mm-hmm. mean, you got to root for guys like that, man. He he's a he's a stand up good guy, and I know he called out for the Jones fight. He's like, make my dream come true and fight me. And I don't know when John's gonna be clear to fight. Uh, it's gonna be a while. But, it's gonna be a while. I think. I think so, and I think, yeah, I just don't think it's a good matchup for John. And unfortunately, Cyril Gond just laid down and took it last time, and. Uh, so we really didn't get a chance to see what John really looked like at heavyweight. Um, so when you look at these top top level heavyweights, man, like both these guys who just fought, or I guess you could throw Stipe in there, or if even if we had Francis still, man, these guys can really mm-hmm. strike and they're scary. And John Jones to me has never been a person that was scary with his hand power. Um, so it's like his next fight, if it's Stipe, if it's Tom. It's going to be a tough one for him, man, unless he just goes full on wrestle. Like, I'm going to do wrestling and jiu-jitsu. But, but yeah, man, what do you think? I know you, it's your guy. You were super excited and oh, stuff. Oh, dude. I was so jacked. Way. I mean, I've been following Tom since he started out. I was like, this kid's special. Like, there's something about him. When he took out Andre Olavsky, I was like, all right, that was the first test. You took out the old guy. How can you fare yourself as you move through the division? And, like, he's done nothing but flying colors. I hate to you know, see that he had that loss against Curtis Blades because of that injury. But man, what a story. What a what a fitting champion, I think, for the UFC to kind of shake up this heavyweight division that feels like just as it's about to get back to normal, we then have the John Jones in, injury and Stipe fight being postponed. So we have to crown a new champion, I guess. But I think that what's going to happen, to be honest with you, Tyrell, one, so excited. Like, I cannot tell you, I had to literally the next day just watch that one two, that one two. Uh, <laughs> that's the stuff that like boxing coaches were probably just like ecstatic about seeing that happen. But the, regardless, that's one. Of, that's probably one of my favorite KOs of the year, just because of the the enormity of the event, the guy I was watching, and just just how special it was for him. But uh, yeah, I think that you know, to be honest, I think that how the situation kind of turns out for Tom Aspinall. I don't think he fights John Jones. I don't think he fights him. Um, I think <laughs> I was listening to a, a MMA fighting, and they were like, "We need to bully John Jones into saying that he would never fight. Uh, he's too he Tom Aspinall is too good for 
John Jones. He couldn't beat him. <laughs> and if we challenge his ego enough, then we'd be able to uh, get him out and actually fight him instead of Stipe. Because that's honestly my preferred fight now. I don't. I could really care less about the Stipe rematch. I mean, Stipe was there, and he seemed thoroughly unimpressed. I mean, to be honest, a guy who is nothing but likable with Tom Aspinall, like at least be encouraging to him, you know, like, but Stipe was sitting down after that knockout happened. And I'm sorry, buddy, but this division is moving past Stipe a lot faster than I think in his own brain thinks it is. I mean, yes, he is the greatest heavyweight of all time. I'm firm in standing and saying that. Yes, I know there's a lot of Fedor fanboys, but they, uh, Fedor's, a criminal so anyways we could talk about that later uh <laughs> but uh <laughs> um uh, my 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 thing is is that with the fact that john jones who wants to build a legacy i don't think the legacy's there for him beating steve i mean yes it's cool if you beat him uh to say you beat the greatest heavyweight of all time and then maybe if you beat tom aspinall you're like oh crap this guy is actually legit does he go and try to break the record i don't think with this injury though the timeline makes sense for him anymore i think that his john jones days are numbered in the ufc in terms of like actually fighting anymore i think that with tom aspinall has come up i think what they're going to do is end up stripping john jones i i could really see him be stripped and uh tom aspinall like defending his interim belt and making that the true unified belt against Cyril gone which i think that that's probably the most likely scenario even though they've already said steve bay and john jones will fight we don't know what kind of bridge they're going to need to cross there i mean yeah maybe ufc 300 maybe they're both ready for that by that time but while from what i've heard from peck injuries it's a long recovery because there's a lot of things you have to make sure that it's firing correctly. And apparently his injury was pretty horrific. So I, I don't know, man. I really don't know how uh, how this shapes out for John and Stipe or if Tom at how does Tom Aspinall fit into all of this. But I, I think the next fight at heavyweight for the championship is going to be in England and it's going to be against Cyril Gaon and Tom Aspinall. And I think that that is going to move some pay-per-view numbers. And it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a great fight. But, you know, it's still kind of leaving that murky water of what happens to John Jones and Stipe. So, and I don't yeah. really know. I don't really know how yeah. that stands moving forward now. I I like that idea. Um, so, we actually were thinking differently for this. I Probably think that were. Tom Aspinall defends his title against Stipe Miocic. And I think, oh. Stipe, I think Stipe gets an early fight in because he's ready to go. So, he mm-hmm. fights him maybe, let's say, in May or June. Mm-hmm. And then John Jones will potentially be ready for the end of the year. So Stipe gets his chance to claim the belt back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if, they, if they decide to strip John and then uh, him and John fight at the end of the year. Or he just takes the interim from Tom, right? But mm-hmm. I think that's what we're going to see. I think we're going to say Stipe Miocic's fight. And I think on that same card, you're going to see Surreal Gone versus Jolton Almeida. Um, okay. Right underneath that. The line of the person after that. that. That's what I'm thinking. Um, obviously, if they decide to go just straight to Tom and Surreal, I'm cool with that. Um but uh, I think Tom Aspinall destroys Rogan. I'm gonna be honest. Oh, yeah. I don't think. No, it's not fair. I think I think, I think he destroys. I think Rogan is still too green for me, man. He's mm-hmm. still a little too green for me. And uh, Tom Aspinall seems like he has it all, which is scary. Um, so yeah, I think I'd He's... rather see him fight the old dog in uh, Steve Miocic and really like that's a really big legacy fight. You be Steve and then go beat John. Come on, man. Like, that'd be nuts. So I mean, I'm give him the king, him. bro. I mean, that that's right. that's like, put the put the crown at his feet. That's like, you're doing stuff that nobody's ever, and probably will ever do. I mean, yeah, ne- never will do, right? Yeah. 
I think why I'm I'm sad is because you know I love that scenario. One, that's that's the scenario I never would have thought of, but it actually makes more sense. I was thinking more from the moving money perspective. You have that little beef there with Cyril and Tom when Tom was like, "Hey, I'm gonna fight you for the title," and Cyril said, "No, I'm not gonna fight you." And then <laughs> Tom goes and gets the title, which is yeah. just very funny to me in and of itself. Poetic, um, poetic justice, man. Right, but then too, you have you know. You have this clear path for for Tom to not only win over all the hearts of all of the fans for the UFC, but like to do it as a young champion. And he's really doing, you know, the work that Cyril Gan wants to do. He's everything that Cyril Gan like wants to be as a fighter, but can't be because he's too big and he can't wrestle. So <laughs> I uh, exactly. I think I th- I like that scenario where Stipe fights Tom. I just don't know if Stipe settled. Like I think Stipe has reached his point in his career. Everything's beneath me except for what I want, and what I want is yep. to fight the best fights ever. And he's earned yeah, it. I love. Though. He's earned it. I, man. I absolutely agree. I, I, I love Stipe. I sometimes have been really annoyed by his stubbornness, like whether it was with all those DC fights that he had, really stalled out the division there. But then too, like, uh, I, I just, I don't know. Sometimes his attitude um, just frustrates me. But it, again, I have to think about it. Who has done what he has done in the UFC heavyweight division? No one. Exactly. But I also think that his record is going to be broken, whether it's by John Jones or Tom. It's going to be broken by either one of those gentlemen. And we're going to see um, that legacy start to kind of fade and crumble. And then we'll look back and be like, why didn't Stipe fight more? Why didn't he do this? Why yep. didn't he do that? And I think that it'll be a bummer of a legacy that he'll leave, but it'll be still one that we'll respect but not as maybe as much as what we would have if we would have seen a more active Stipe but uh, it is what it is but but if he goes out and gets Tom and beats Tom and then beats John he rides off in the sunset well he just continues to solidify his legacy as the greatest oh my gosh I know can you imagine he's both of them come on man he's that good though he is I mean he is but yeah, age uh, is just a number, but 41 years old is pretty old. <laughs> he was looking good, though, leading up to he the is. fight. He though, looks man. pretty good. In good shape, man, and ready yeah. to go. Like, And he wasn't – I'm not trying to be funny, listeners. He wasn't slurred as much either, man. I thought he was more cohesive in his talking, and I was like, okay, he's in a good space, man. Sometimes it's hard to understand Stipe Miocic as the years went by. And yeah, I feel like he was pretty clear-headed and motivated for that John fight. I just mm-hmm. need the, I just need Dana White to throw the biggest bag at Stipe and get yeah, him to fight gonna. Tom Aspinall. He has to fight Tom Aspinall in the next five or six months, man. We have to see it. Maybe even less than that. Yeah. Um, I, I need that fight because then it's like, all right, if I, if he beats him, then it's like, all right, I got Jones in November or December, you know, yeah. at the end of the year. Um, yeah, and and, yeah. and and I think not only has Stipe earned that, I think that he's deserving of of exactly you know that. Of the the crowns that Dana would throw at his feet, just saying like, "Hey, like you're 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 the best at the division, you have the longest uh, def- title defenses. Let's throw some money at you." Obviously, Tom's gonna get a cut of that pay per view because he's champ now, but you're gonna earn more money because this kid's new on the block and he's no longer John Jones. We're gonna give you what we were gonna pay you and John Jones for and more, and yeah, let's go see what you can do. And and I would be yeah. shocked if. They do announce that, so I like that. That is, we should Sean Shelby and uh, Hunter Campbell should bring you into and give me uh, a call. Yeah, yeah, give me a call, Sean Shelby. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I got the give matches. me a call just so we can meet meet you. <laughs> <laughs> right, come on the pod. Um, yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. But no, man, main event time. Yuri Borjaska and uh, Alex Pereira. Alex Pereira taking everything that Izzy has ever worked for, doing it faster and more. Uh, I don't even know if beautifully is the, is the right way to say it, but just like, ah, oh, man, what a guy. Can't hate him. He's so hard to hate. Obviously, I picked Yuri to win, but what an intense stare down fight i mean i out of all the fights that i was watching that night with that was the most intense and the most yeah, i think the most exciting i was sweaty was so much i was sweaty i was sweaty uh-huh. i was sweaty man i'm gonna be honest i was nervous yeah <laughs> tom aspinall and sergey do not make me as nervous this no. fight had me nervous man i was nervous for that main event and that's what you want man you want that mm-hmm. main event to make you nervous um give you all the feels like you're in the fight but you're not um and it did man um they delivered they delivered. Yeah. Um, yeah. How'd you feel about the uh, the potential early stoppage? You know, I I you saw, saw my text barrage after um, that. I was <laughs> pissed at Mark Goddard that he'd stopped the fight too early. I was like, what the heck is he doing? Like, like I always kind of like I'm waiting for these refs to have their Herb Dean moment. And Mark Goddard hasn't had his Herb Dean moment yet, and he still doesn't because he did get it right. Um, we aren't refs in there at real time so we can't always see what's going on and especially with yuri being the guy that you know is gonna die in his sword but him saying no i was out one that is insane that he was out from a not even full power left hook from alex Pereira, which just goes to show that this guy hits oh my stone hands man all the time like, like that, that's oh who he is gosh, man. dude yes he is like oh my gosh but then also like i like it was a i think that this this fight ha- can end up being a, a potential trilogy fight i don't think yuri gets immediate rematch i don't think like i i think his road is, is short back to the title but this this makes light heavyweight exciting again like yeah. you have a special champion that's done He's only, only had, what, five fights in the UFC? Not five. Yeah, five fights in the UFC, six fights in the UFC. You have Jamal Hill, who's coming back from injury, who's only, you know, has, is a new champ, you know, hasn't really um, defended his belt at all. Then you have Magomed Ankalaev. Say what you will about him. In my personal opinion, I think that's the next guy you put in line to fight Alex Pereira. I don't think it's the Izzy fight. I know Izzy said he was on board, but Izzy, um, you're his He did son. say that? Is he yeah, said he, he was said, on board? He said, let's fight. Yeah. Oh, so, man. Yeah. I didn't catch that yet. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's, uh, he's interested. So we'll see if they make it. I, I'm not holding my breath. Um, yeah. I think I'm cool with Izzy taking a break, man. But if he does want to fight him, that'd be cool. But, you know, you know, you started this out by saying, like, he's kind of pretty much taking everything Izzy's ever wanted in faster time. and Like, just in just impressive fashion, right? I think mm-hmm. what's the most craziest thing about their story is that Izzy is the whole reason this guy came to MMA. Right. He pretty much said he talked about him like he's going to be like a guy. Or he says he's going to be like a guy in the pub talking about he beat him one time back mm-hmm. in kickboxing, and that motivated him to chase him to mixed martial arts. And not only has he beat Izzy um, in kickboxing, but then he finishes him, which I don't know if that was an early stoppage. I think it may have been um, mm-hmm. when he beat him for the belt the first time in New York, but um, he comes in, he beat Sean Strickland, who Izzy lost to, badly lost to, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, he beat um, Jan Bohovic, who also beat Izzy. He beat him, and then he 
uh, wins the light heavyweight title, which Izzy tried to do, right? Izzy tried to go mm-hmm. do that, man, and he didn't get it done. I mean, he's he is a very impressive fighter. His striking is incredible. Um, he's strong as an ox, and I mean, having Glover to share, you know, be a part of like yeah. his training and stuff, it's helped him tremendously. Um, I was let down that the fight ended. I, I was hoping to go at least right. four, three, or four rounds, man, because it was going to it had to potentially be a very great fight, and because Yuri was hitting him with cool, like really good shots, and um, he's an odd, he's an odd guy. Yuri Proska, that's he is, odd man. Tough. Um, he's the weird samurai. <laughs> he is a weird samurai, man, and uh, you know. I really I questioned if he really was out um, because I feel like mm-hmm. he's just an honorable man and he goes by like the the way of the samurai and I'm like I could see him just saying that Mark got it right just so he doesn't want Mark to take any bad um, publicity from it or anything you know he kind of like I'll just say I was out because I'm like, I looked at it and I watched it back and I'm like yeah he got clipped he definitely did but yeah, he, he was, was wobbly on his feet yeah but he was still moving I mean I guess I, I guess it I need to understand what he means by by out because he wasn't like unconscious. But does he mean mm-hmm. he was just kind of out out of it? Like he was kind of like dazed and he didn't know where he was at. Uh, because he popped right up though, really quickly. You know, kind of like when Derek Lewis got beat by Pavlovich, it was like he was right there. He got right back up. Like, what's going on? You know, kind of right. contesting exactly. it. Exactly. Um, but man, like you said, I mean, he didn't even hit him with a full power punch, man. And he did mm-hmm. that to him. He sat him down. Yikes. Um, he's a problem, man. He's he, in he a is. good way. He's. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. But I don't know. Hot take. Hot take. I give my hot take. Mm-hmm. I don't think Alex Pereira beats Jamal Hill, man. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think I, he's a long reigning champion. I really don't. I don't think he no, is. No, I don't think he's even in for it for that. But I think Jamal Hill, I was watching him as old. Jamal Hill is strong, man. He's a very good striker. Has Have you ever seen Jamal Hill get rocked? I was going back um, and fighting. I'm trying to find where he's been like really hurt from a punch, man. And I'm like, no. he's tough as he's a dog. He's a dog. He's a dog, man. And no, I mean the I only time he ever he, he lost, lost was Paul Craig. Yeah, was he broke his he arm, broke his elbow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was disgusting. So, like, he's tough as nails, man. So like, I feel like, have we ever seen Alex Pereira in a dog fight yet? A dog fight where like the person is not scared of him either and is going to come bang because like Jamal's going to stand there and bang, and it's going to yeah. be it's going to be it's going to be a long. I think it'll be a hard fight. Um, I don't know if he can get. Jamal out of there, but my sleeper for who could beat him after his next fight is Rackage, man. I think. Oh my gosh, I, dude, that guy's a I, freak. I, I know, and I'm like, if he can stay healthy, if he can just stay healthy, um, and win his yeah. next fight, man, there's a very good chance he could beat him too. So, I look forward to seeing um, where he ends up by the end of uh, or the end of next year, where he ends up. Right. By the end of next year. Yeah. Right. I I think it it's interesting. I I think there's definite like um I think Rakic if he wins his fight against Jan Blakovic, which I think he will, um because that first loss was um a, what a torn ACL, which was just tragic, uh yeah. in and of itself. But I, I mean you've got him. I I think Nikita Krylov is a problem in the division for for um Alex. I think that the the guy who's going to be champ soon, and we just need to accept it. He's had a really bad road to get there, but Magomed Ankalaev is is just too good. He's just better than everybody in the division. I hate to say it. Uh, I think so. I think that about about yeah. him. Let me stop you real quick. Do you think he can handle Pereira's leg kicks? Because Jan was beating his legs to a pulp, wasn't he? 
Yeah, I think he can. I think his speed's there to get the takedown and submit him. I, I just I don't see how Alex Pereira's ground game has evolved in what two years um, enough to be at the elite level of UFC grapplers, um, especially with Ankalaev being the like hybrid of striking and like perfected grounded pound and 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 and, and, and submissions. Like, I just don't see how that works. Um, I, I think Jamal Hill gives Alex Pereira problems. If he can get to him, he can take him down. Um, whether he can submit him is another thing. I don't know, though. Like I could still see Johnny Walker taking Magomed's Magomed, uh, everything he's worked for as well because I mean Magomed's luck is just as such that he literally hasn't done anything wrong and he's had a horrible career trajectory to get to the title even though he's clearly the most talented. So... I, if you yeah. want my hot, hot, hot take, I think that Alex, uh, not Alex, Anthony Smith should fight for the title next just because of the, the beef alone between him and Alex Pereira is so uh, so substantial. But I, I do not that's want to see Anthony Smith anywhere near. That's what I was a, about to say. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to see him fight because I think he's boring, but it would be fun just for the sake of it. Um, also, he, he's going to be in there accusing Alex Pereira of trying to, like, take his family or something like he was doing. Right. Yeah. That was chaotic, bro. Like what was going on in the ring? Right. Like, are you okay? Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> he also has like, he also has like 18 losses. I mean, he's a warrior. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Anthony Smith, don't hear this and try to pull up on me. But like, he, like he, <laughs> like, bro, like that's a lot of losses and he's still in the top 10 in heavyweight. I mean, like heavyweight. I, I just don't know about that, but, um, and I think he lost to Ryan Spann. Um, in that fight, I don't know how they gave. Oh, him you in. do? Okay. Yeah, I think Span won, man. Um, I do, and I don't know because with damage alone, right? I'm going mm-hmm. by damage. I, I just don't know how he got that win. Um, but uh, I like the I like hot take. I like it. I like it. Um, but yeah, who, who do you think Yuri fights next, man? Uh, I think Yuri will take the winner um, of the Johnny Walker Magomed Ankalaya fight, or I could see him. Kind of, you know, be bopping around fighting the winner of the Jan Blakovich uh, Rakic fight too. But I don't know. I, I don't know if Rakic gets a title fight off of that. I, I could see it, um, but I don't know just because of the fact that he's had so much um, kind of uh, just recovering from injury. He's had a lot of time off. Um, For sure. Just hasn't. But I mean, if I want to play matchmaker, matchmaker, um, I think Nikita Krylov probably and Yuri makes the most sense if if you're wanting just to match up heavyweight to get that division moving. And Oof. yeah, I think that's a tough fight for Yuri. I do think he wins because Nikita is just like I don't know. He's he's put together a lot of good things lately, but I don't think he um, does a good job at um, being consistent. And yeah. I wish he was better at that but the guy is still young what krylov's what 31 yeah he's still in the prime and so is yuri so it would be a bloody good fight and i mean bloody as in physically bloody but i think it would also be just good in general so yeah yeah i'm excited for that one too i mean pretty much anybody yuri fights i'm gonna tune in and i think they have something special with him and so i hope that the legacy fight between him and Pereira, Pereira somehow can get through some of the murderers in the lightweight light, uh, heavyweight division that uh, they'll rematch. Because I do think that there's something there with the intensity that they have with um, kind of the mutual respect that they have for one another as well. I think that there's something and it won't be, it'll be the least trash talk rivalry of all time, but it would still be cool. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree, man. Yeah. Um, do you know, before we move on, do, you, do we have a timeline on when Jamal Hill's available? 
to be back mm-hmm. to fight, man? Because that, that also should factor into this, right? It's like, I know he's supposed to be next when he's available, but is it going to be like six months from now? Because maybe you get Alex Pereira back in there one more time with someone else um, before then, because I want him sitting on the shelf too long. Right. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. I think that I think that'll be kind of interesting to see if um, if he's healthy sooner. I mean, he's he says he's getting there. He says he's healing up pretty well. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I think that. I think that it it would, it would make most sense for Jamal to fight again, and I think that that's what Dana has stated is that that's what they are matching up next. So, I think. I think both of those guys getting what they're due after they stepped away for the injury just to be able to step back right in immediate title contention, I think is fair. I think it solves a lot of issues uh, with that. And I think for the first time, light heavyweight is no longer a boring division. Can we state that, that light heavyweight is no, no longer a boring division a, without John a 100% Jones? 100% effect. It is. It's it's definitely back to being competitive and fun. There's a lot of great fighters in there, man. Yeah, um, I mean. Which is great. It's a little boring in the heavyweights, but they're getting there. That's the top five are at least interesting. <laughs> cool. Well, that is the recap for UFC 295. I know we've got a few more things to discuss on today's pod. I appreciate y'all listening to us. I know we wanted to cover at least a few news updates. Uh, so Tyrell, go yeah. for it, man. Yeah. Um, I, I think the first thing I want to start off with, because he's my guy and he's fighting in December, is did you see Tony Ferguson out there training with David Goggins? Did you see that? Did you happen to run yeah, into that? I, I did. I, li- and I, I like was, it. Yeah, I, I saw some memes <laughs> float, floating around. Of, uh, oh, no. It was, what? who's that? Josh Fabia, the former trainer for uh, for Diego Sanchez. Oh, and, gosh, uh, yeah. David, Gon- David Goggins sat next to each other and the whole Pam from the office. Take a look at it and see what, try to find the differences between these two pictures. And then it flips the Pam and it says, they're the same picture. I disagree, but I did think it was funny. And uh, <laughs> I do think that, I do think it's good that he's going with kind of like a more mental coach and a physical coach. But what are you doing, man? Like, I don't know. Did you, like, get did you, did you see what he gym. said, though? Yeah, no. he, is, he is wild for that. Like that he has kind of evaded a actual gym he should be in, right? But what he said, and I heard it, and it made me feel better about it, right? Obviously... Tony's been on like a losing streak since Justin Gaethje, um, and it's been pretty brutal. But he's been fighting some top level competition. Um, mm-hmm. I even throw my man Bobby, my man Bobby Green in there. He's been on a pretty good streak too. But like yeah. he's been competitive, I should say. But what Tony Ferguson said was he he got with David Goggins just to see if he really wanted to still do this. So he put himself through a, a, a treacherous uh, workout regimen with David just to see if he still really wanted to fight. And I'm like, that's a good thing to do. Cause like he can go, you know, BS around and like and train with whoever he wants, the old wrestling coach from college or high school, like he did last time and all that stuff, you know. But like mm-hmm. putting your th- yourself through that kind of torture of training, like it was a way for him to see if he really still wants to fight. And right. he went through it for a week, man. And I, I appreciate that. Now, does that mean when he gets in the ring, he's a, he's gonna be able to shake away like all all like the, the demons or so that he's been going through when he gets in there? I'm not sure, man. And he's an older guy, and you know he's taken a lot of damage over the last four or five fights. Uh, but I don't like Patty Pimlet. And Patty, I'm okay if you hear that. <laughs> I'm okay if you hear me talking about you. Um, I'm not worried about you at all. But you, <laughs> I, I really hope you lose to Tony Ferguson, um, Patty. Um, 
I'm I'm just I'm I'm good on the hype train of Patty Pimlet, so I'm hoping that this is helping Tony. I don't want to take up too much time about Tony Ferguson in this. Um, no, you're good. Stuff, but but I wanted to mention it, man, because I I saw that and I heard him talk about it, and I was excited for him, man, because I know we're close to the end of his career. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I would love to see him get this win and potentially maybe ride off into the sunset. Um, yeah, I think it would be state. awesome to at least end on a win. I don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. I do think that Patty is. Is just a more talented, uh, I guess, younger guy right now, and and I, I've lost a lot of my Patty hype just due to his lack of, I don't know, owning his poor performance against Jared Gordon and just a few other things. Like I just like I don't really respect you that much, but like go out and earn it. And and I, and I really want Tony to win. I really do. I, I I'm Tony fan till I die. I wish. I wish the things hadn't had turned out the way they did with him and Khabib. I think that we'd be talking about a different Tony if he didn't have all those interim title fights. Um, but we're here now, and this is the timeline we're in. I don't know um, how this is a win-win situation, though, for Patty. If he beats a, you know, a six-fight skidding Tony Ferguson, who's technically lower than him in the rankings, it doesn't really do anything for your career other than it being a name. Uh, but I, Patty, so far, is a bigger name than... Tony Ferguson is right now and then if he loses then okay he's kind of into irrelevance and I think the only fight for Patty to to really like to fight after this is actually the Jared Gordon fight again I think you have to rematch them because there's Jared Gordon's putting together you know uh, multiple wins since his last fight with him or not multiple wins but uh, no contest with Bobby Green and um, some would argue that he actually beat Patty I think you have to rematch them that like uh, unless like I don't know Unless Patty somehow just orbits Tony or submits him very quickly, I think then, yeah, throw him into the deep end, give him a Brad Riddell or like maybe even a Drew Dober if you want to get crazy with it. But I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, (laughs) I don't really like, I don't really like uh, where things are sitting right now for, uh, Patty and, and and I just don't I'm, I'm not super inspired by him to to see if he can actually build the hype train I don't think he's a Conor McGregor I don't think he's uh got they got enough talent uh to break through even he's, the top 15 so he's Molly yeah. McCann he's Molly yeah. McCann the guy version. I think That's Molly all. McCann got dis- dis- disrespected a little bit I think she was thrown to the wolves against Aaron Branchfield like and I think they definitely bought that was into crazy. the name that yeah, was crazy. They bought into the name as opposed to the talent, and I think that Molly was it's not talented enough to to break through. But yeah, I I could see definitely the the equivalence there. And who knows? Maybe yeah. we're gonna look back on this in a year and be like, "What the heck, Patty Pimblett's the UFC champion," which would be weird to say. I'll just leave it at that. But a, I mean, that'd be maybe an alternate universe, but I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's not yeah, happening. He's fair. trash. Um. I'll do some rapid fire news things. Um, yeah. I know we're probably going to wrap this up here soon. Um, yeah. One thing, uh, Terrence McKinney called out um, BSD. Uh, yeah, I love fight. that fight. I like it too. Um, obviously, um, didn't Terrence McKinney KO um, Farola too? I believe he did, right? Yeah, he, yep. did he, KO he has too? the best he- knockout in lightweight division. Yeah, he yeah. he knocked him out in like what seven seconds? I think it was. Yeah, seven yeah. seconds. So that's another one. Um, I know I mentioned uh, the Aljamain Sterling and Calvin Cater thing. Uh, I saw Marab came out last week and said for sure he's fighting 
um, Henry Cejudo. I just I guess we're just waiting on the date to be released, but he definitely confirmed. He said, "Yeah, that's definitely my next fight." I've been told by Hunter and and Sean Shelby. So um, I'm looking forward to that fight. I think that'll be a really fun mm-hmm. fight. Um, and see how that plays out. Um, Leon Edwards. Let's talk about that really quickly. Um, Leon Sandy, he wants to go up for double champ status. This has become a cancer to the UFC. Um, this double champ status stuff, man, nobody wants man, to just defend horrible. the title against Murder's Row. Um, and, you know, they're opportunists. And I, I don't, I, I'm sure they're making great money already as a champ, you know, um, but like, mm-hmm. I don't see the, I guess it's competitively they feel that way, but it'd be one thing if you've been beating your division like, like Kamaro did or Izzy was, and then you're like, hey, I want to move up now and fight somebody up top. That makes sense. But when you just won the belt, buddy, and you're about to defend it for the first time, and you're probably going to lose to Colby Covington anyway, pump the brakes, bud. I, I think it's just yeah. too fast. Um, it's been frustrating to see so many fighters want to do that. I know Islam Makachev said he wanted to do it, too. And it's just a lot of that going on. And these guys just don't want to fight all the tough competitors in the division. They want to get a double champ status and probably do like one more fight in their division and retire. Or be forced to be stripped. I, that also could be it. They may want to be stripped of their belt. And I say that they they quit more so. Oh, they took it from me because I wanted to build up here, because they don't want to keep yeah. fighting those those hard hard fights, man. Um, yeah, man. I don't really understand it, man. Uh, I understand. Get your bags, you know. Get your pay. Like this fight game's short, so you need to make a lot of money in a short amount of time. And Leon, I know, has been disrespected with just his journey up to the title, but a lot of fans are going to get pissed at him, you and I included, if they just decide if he just decides I want to go for the middleweight when there's I, honestly, yeah, he's big for the 170 division, but I, he's ain't he ain't big enough for those middleweights up there. I'm sorry, yeah, he's, he's gonna get like, hurt. He's gonna get hurt no. up there. This he got he got punched by Nate Diaz and was like wobbly. Like, what do you think is gonna happen when you get hit by DDP or Robert Whitaker exactly. or Jerry Cannonier? Oh my gosh, like, what's gonna happen to you, buddy? Like, yeah. get out of here, guy. Um, I don't know. I yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't like that. It's um, it's. My, my frustration also stems from the fact that Walter Wade is literally full of divas at this point. You have so many new guys that are coming up, and they just won't fight these new guys. And, like, the fact that we're getting Luke versus Ian Gary, I think, is a disrespectful fight to Ian Gary. Um, I don't think he deserves—I think he deserves a higher-up name. Um, I think he deserves a Gilbert Wonder Burns. Wonder Boy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Wonder Boy's— Top boys. Yeah, <sighs> that's going to be tough. Um, yeah. But, you know— I, I, I am just hoping and praying to the MMA gods that we 2024 is the year where everybody stays in their division. Apparently, Islam is staying in his division and trying to defend the belt. So that's what I've last heard. Volk obviously got embarrassed the last time he was out trying to go for the double champ status. <laughs> we haven't seen anything else from Bantamweight, and Aljamain lost, so he's no longer going up. Um Obviously, heavyweight, light heavyweight, like that's kind of been settled. The dust is settled there in terms of Prahera not being a double champ, um, but having being a two division champ, uh, not simultaneously. But um, and then middleweight, you know, like you don't see a lot of guys jump from middleweight up to light heavyweight for do that twenty pound discrepancy there. So I think things are settling in the double champs status, and for Leon to just come out there and be like, yeah, and I want to be double champ, it's like. What were the days where it was Kamaru Usman and Izzy just literally defending their belts and trying to get close to Anderson's record? Like, I think that is more coveted than being a double champ at this point. Because I think 100%. double champ just means, that, oh, hey, look at the weight bully that's trying to hold up both divisions. So, I don't know. I exactly. just, I, I don't that's like exactly the thought process. It, yeah. Nope. I, and I hope they all pay for it in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then um, I know we talked about this last week, um, just the fighter payouts, the whole lawsuit thing that's yeah. going on. Um, just quickly, they released some more information this week, and um, they released some payouts for Stipe Miocic. Um, more specifically, they mentioned the fight against Alistair Overeem. It was reported that he made 650000 with a bonus that night, and he really actually made 692000 and then um, I think the the most shocking thing I found from the article about um, the payouts that they've announced this week was that Mighty Mouse never made more than three hundred fifty thousand dollars in a fight. Bonkers! Um, That's horrible. Eleven man. eleven straight title defenses, um, and the guy gets that. It just blows my mind. He really was just getting raked over the coals in that division. Yeah, um, I mean, he's just, in my opinion, he's top. He's Mount Rushmore in my opinion. He's Mount Rushmore of the UFC. Um, so I think obviously you have 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 your your legends in there with Anderson and your GSP, but I think that Mighty Mouse for doing what he did is setting an unattainable record in my opinion, that really yeah. can't be done in other weight classes, and he did it so cleanly, so effectively, and he's still winning over and won. It's not like his career has been over. I mean, he's putting together like just the performance after performance. So, yeah. I, in my personal opinion, I think that it's horrible that they've treated him that way. But it also makes sense as to why they just traded him away from Ben Askren. Like, no disrespect to Ben, but, like, yeah, it makes sense. Ben Askren at the end of his career. Money. Yeah, Ben yeah. at the end of his career, too. It's crazy. Um, um, last two things, um, on my end, at least. Um, there's rumblings that uh, potentially we're going to get Brandon Moreno and Muhammad Makayev. Um, I am here for oh my. it. Please That's sign me insane. up. Sign me up because Moreno needs a good fight. Um, and I don't know who that would be at this point. I mean, who do you throw him? Right. Who do you give him? And Muhammad's been really impressive. So just throw him to the wolves. Let's see what he's really about. Right. Uh, give oh, him Brandon yeah. Moreno. So I mean, he did beat Tim Elliott, which, which I think is a, is a good win. I think solid win. Tim very Elliott, solid win. Yeah. Nothing to yeah. take from him. But yeah, no, give him, give him. Give him Brandon Moreno. Or is Kai Car France, is he fighting anybody? I think he's fighting uh Manel Cop, right? Am I am I wrong on that? Is it Manel Cape? Uh I don't see I know he was trying to fight that. Kai. I know they were that would be a good fight. Well Manel Cape came out like a week or so ago and said he has a fight. He hasn't been announced fully yet, but I think it may be Kai Car France. Um he threw okay. something at him at the press conference. I would hope they would book that fight. Like clearly they were supposed to fight and he wants to fight him. Like let's make it happen mm-hmm. unless Kai's scared to fight him. Um, and then last thing for me, man, um, is not even really news, but just more about hypotheticals. I know UFC 300 is something we're going to talk about as it gets announced and talked about more, but just a thought to throw out there of three fights they should put on that card, right? This is my idea. Like my three top fights on the card, you give us Stipe and Tom Aspinall, Alex Pereira and Izzy, three, and then Conor McGregor and Michael Chandler. You put all three of those on the same card. Give me all three of those. My only Please sad do. news for you to pop this bubble that what's the Conor McGregor and Michael Chandler fight is that John Kavanaugh on Ariel Hawani's show just stated that Conor is pushing out his fighting deadline till the summer. Or, oh my gosh. Till, yeah. So. This guy's never fighting again, see, is he? No, he's never fighting again. Uh, wow. The over and under on that is probably more odds in our favor at that point. But yeah, no. They are wow, yeah, it's crazy. I did, but... I, I did see today. Connor said that his fight date is coming soon. He posted that today. Um, yeah, 
So um, I know he he's a, a guy who knows how to play the social media game really well just to kind of get impressions mm-hmm. and interaction. So there's a good chance he's just saying that to get himself in the media cycle again. But I, I hope there's think, some merit to it. Yeah, I hope so too. Just because you want to see him fight again. I also think that Connor will not be on the UFC 300 card, not because he doesn't want to. But he's going to have to share pay-per-view values with the other champs, the other people on the card. He doesn't want to do that. He wants to get paid out. He wants to get the most money he can. And the UFC wants to make the most money they can. So they're going to make it and make sure that he has his own card that he's headlining. Um, that's not going to be a title fight. That's not going to be anything. It's just going to be, you know, uh, the Conor McGregor show. And it might be his send-off fight, to be honest with you. Um, but I think that they're playing this from a money perspective. And I think Connor's not stupid. I don't think he wants to share the space with other stars. I think he wants to be the star. Um, and I think if he's going to return, it, it has to be a momentous moment. Now, it could be. It definitely could be a momentous moment in UFC 300. But I just don't know. I just I don't know if he wants to share that spotlight. I don't know if they want to do that. I think they want to make money. So we'll see. But I definitely like the Tom Aspinall Stipe. And uh, what was the other one you'd mentioned? I'm sorry. Oh, God. Alex Pereira and Izzy. Three. Yeah. It, yeah, I could see it. But it's definitely going to have to be a light heavyweight. And I know that Izzy joked and said he's not fighting until 2027. Um, but if he's since he's said, hey, let's fight, let's do it, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to rebook them um, at light heavyweight. But it, Izzy's got to get bigger. He's yeah. not He's not the size for light heavyweights. No. He, he needs to, like... Yeah, he can't he can't come way in like he did against Jan Bohovic. Like nobody. I think you need to pack on some extra weight and then cut down to two oh five. I know he walks yeah. around like two twenty or something, but like you gotta figure it out, man. Yeah, man, use some of those PEDs that he's on to to, to put on some mass. <laughs> I mean, it's if just, you can grow just... a titty in the octagon, you can also uh, you know, <laughs> use that and actually put some muscle on as well. That's all I'm gonna say right, about man. that, man. <laughs> all right, all right, man. Listen, listen. I know it's early on in the podcast, but if he hears this, man, he may see you. He may be at yeah, an event eventually. He will see you and ask you about that. Yeah, and I'll keep it a hundred with him and say, buddy, <laughs> I don't care what you think you know. I you saw this in somebody else's pocket, and they're gonna keep the stars from getting into controversy. They learned the hard lesson from John Jones. So man, that's man. all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> It's a little, a little spicy here at the end, but hey, somebody's got to keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, did you uh, want to? Did you want to? Before we hop off, did you want to? Let's give predictions just for the main event of the yeah. card. Paul Craig's going to um, dominate this guy. I don't know. Brendan <laughs> Allen is the middleweighty of middleweighties when it comes to um, middleweights. I cannot stand watching him fight i just cannot stand watching him fight i think he's so boring i think sean strickland when he fought him uh just embarrassed the mess because he fought him a couple years ago right am i, am I making yeah. this up or yeah i believe and just, yeah, I think they and just embarrassed him if, if i have that wrong then it might have been chris curtis regardless it's i don't like his notable wins are just not notable at all i think he's the most boring fighter in the middleweight division and i it's no disrespect to him he goes and shows up and fights in the cage yes good for him um but the fact that he's bounced around from welterweight to light heavyweight to middleweight like just shows that he really has no clear trajectory forward i love paul craig too unselfishly i love a guy who's so good at one thing that it just boosts him forward and i think uh paul craig is 
really fun to watch. I think he's like a fun guy to interview. I think obviously his accent's amazing. Um, and he looked incredibly good against Andre Mooney's. And I think he's just going to have so many problems for Brendan Allen to deal with that. He's just not ready for it. So that's my two cents. Uh, yeah. And I'm, if I was a betting man, I'd put a lot of money on that. Yeah. Yeah. I I was going with the same way, man. I think it's going to be a mall. And then I look forward to that. Him just taking advantage and dominating him. Um, yeah, it'll be a fun little card. I know we're not going to really get into the details of it fully, guys, here. But uh, fun little card. Check it out. Um, I like uh, the Chase Hooper and Jordan Leviat fight. Um, but I uh, just kind of like watching a Jordan fight because I want to see what he does if he wins at the end. I think it's hilarious. Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> it's I, so I think funny, it's going to be one of those fight nights that uh, the following one is really taking kind of overshadowing it. And I think that this one's going to be a fun one to kind of peek into. It is always these cards, though, that have nobodies on them that are actually, like, the best fight nights. So, for all I know, I, I will be eating my words come next week, and it'll be one of the best fight nights of the entire year. <laughs> There's always potential for it, man. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. It will be wrong, but I don't think so either, man. I think it's going to be pretty lackluster. But Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, hey, well, I guess that's a wrap on episode two with Fighting Words. Thanks so much for uh, for tuning in. Thanks so much for joining me, Tyrell, today. Uh, it's just awesome every time we hop on the pod to talk about all this stuff. Um, and yeah, give us a follow on, uh, you know, obviously on Instagram at fighting underscore words underscore podcast. Uh, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts as well via Fighting Words. Um, and yeah, thanks so much for joining us today and we'll catch you next week. Yeah. See you guys.